When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. Um, and today we are joined by um, a man who has has occupied the um, curious title of Behaviour Czar at the Department for Education. Uh, we have Charlie Taylor with us, who is a former head teacher, um, an author, a behavioural um, expert. And dad of, dad of three. And a dad, dad of three. Um, so Welcome. a man who, who can hopefully much. teach Steve and I more than a few things, we're hoping. We're, we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steve, as a behaviour czar, you've got three kids. Yes. How does they, how did those two things run along, and how did you become a behaviour czar? Uh, well, I was head teacher of uh, I was head teacher of a special school in uh, in in Hayes in West London. I'd always been interested in children's behaviour, yeah. and uh, I was approached by the Department of Education to go in. When and, you say special school, you were talking about yeah, special school for children with, with behaviour difficulties. So yeah. these are kids who've been who'd been effectively chucked out of of, of mainstream schools and, and and had a range of social emotional. Uh, often mental health difficulties, and our job was to was to support them. Sometimes back into mainstream, and sometimes so to this wouldn't just yeah. to clarify. This isn't kids necessarily with learning difficulties. I'm sure yeah. some may have had some. Yeah, but this wasn't about, about learning difficulties. This was very much about behaviour. Yeah. and this is about behaviour. Some of them, as you say, some of them did have learning difficulties. But the, these were kids where predominantly the special need they had was about their behaviour, which mm-hmm. was which was getting them into trouble and getting them thrown out of school and everything else. Um, and I, I, I was offered this job of, of behaviour advisor or czar at the uh, Department of Education and it was too sort of fascinating to turn down really and that was a very interesting time and, and at the same time I had three small children and that was that was slightly more exposing because you're supposed to be an expert on behaviour <laughs> well. and, and your children uh, don't always uh, behave in quite the way that they're supposed to Yeah. and I remember sitting on one occasion and my daughter was doing the kind of I'm not going to eat and also this is very public so I'm not going to eat and I'm going to uh, embarrass you in front of everybody, and I know you're not going to be able to tell me anything. And, of course, you do that thing as a parent of that kind of hissing, of, of trying to hiss them quiet. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. they look at you like, you don't normally speak to me like that. What are you doing? <laughs> and, and, then you, and then you're in this position where you think, look, I've got to either I escalate this, in which case I make a bit of a fuss, and everyone says, oh, that was a bit over the top, over a bit of food. Or you just let it go, in which case people say, well, behaviours are, he can't even control his own kids, so why is he telling anybody else how to do it? <laughs> you're putting yourself you under do? a lot yeah. of pressure. I, I think I just sort of bottled it. I think I quietly, mm. but yeah, wait, go, go and run, go and run around the garden for a bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's one of those things. And actually, the, the the real, the really chilling thing was was the other day when I caught one of my kids reading my book, uh, and saying, "Oh, I see. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> we, we should say so. You've you've written two different books. So there's, yeah, there's divas and dictators, which yes. I think we'll come to because that's, that's the little sounds, ones. Yeah, that's the little ones, which yeah. is a subject Steve and I really want yeah. to get onto, but. Divas and door slammers. Door slammers oh, is yeah. for the teenagers. Indeed. So your your teenage daughter was was reading the book and well, recognised well, it. Yeah, not my teenage daughter did. And then she recommended it to well, not recommended, but she said you got to read this to, to to my son as well. So then they were saying, well, you know, a you never do this, uh, and b uh, I understand what you were trying to do then, and it won't work with me anymore because I know your tricks. <laughs> uh, so it was quite interesting. I've given uh, away the yeah. trade secrets. So I've given away the trade secrets. Oh yeah, God, yeah, right. So when it's a good tip for us, Steve. By the way, yeah, that yeah. we probably should just not not we've got to keep our powder dry a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, 
when do we what what age do kids start can you say that they've got a behavior issue and it's not just them being a a baby i would say well i would say uh, all toddlers all toddlers have a behavior issue and you would want them to and if they didn't mm. that would be the thing you'd be mm. worried about uh, you know the idea of a placid and uh, uh, compliant toddler would be a terrifying mm. idea because what a toddler's doing well they're they're testing out the boundaries testing out the world around them yeah and that actually starts that starts very early on so uh a small child even actually even at the sort of latish baby stage you, you see children just beginning to sort of look at you before they do something or, or make eye contact and, and, and something you know dropping their food uh, oh that is my number sorry to yeah. interrupt but that is yeah. my number one thing yeah, at the yeah. moment and it's the thing my wife and I are arguing about all yes. the time every time Ben my boy is 14 mm. months and every time he eats now, yes. there's a bit goes over the side. Yes, and then he, and of course, I've created this issue to yeah. a certain extent because yeah. I react and say and yes. wag my finger and say, yeah. "No, we don't do that." You, yeah. you, it goes in your mouth. You do not throw it on the floor. And of course, next time, straight yeah. over the edge of the yeah, hatchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get good at it. They they make a bit of a show of it. They'll pick yep. it up very slowly. Yep. They'll make sure you're looking before they do it, and then they'll do it. make sure to... mum's looking too, and then let it yeah. go. That was the indication that f- that he'd had enough to eat. Yes, when I was when I my little boy. Yeah. And he started doing that. It was I knew that was a meal over because yeah. once they start to throw it overboard, they don't want to yes. hit. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, um, but it's interesting. That's the first point you came to because that's yeah. almost reassuring. Yes, knowing okay, right. So this is very, very common. Clearly, yeah, no, it, I, first, I think that I, I think thing. that is that's one of the classic little mm. tests of the day because it's actually one of the because what they're doing is they're testing the boundaries. They're testing. They're finding their place in the world. Mm. They're finding their place in the family. Uh, and and it's one of the ways of just of, of, of where they're actually in control a bit in fact because it's you trying to get them to do something mm-hmm. and they suddenly realise well there's a bit of control over this situation I, I can eat this and if I eat it I might get loads of praise and there'll be lots of it but there's loads of feedback that goes on during a meal if you think about it there's lots of positive stuff or there's lots of kind of you know dropping the food and yeah. then everybody gets over excited because you know, I think human, we're, we're programmed to worry about food. We think about food a lot. We worry about food a lot. If you go back to our sort of primeval roots, yeah. you know, this is a big deal. You know, mm. having enough to eat and having sufficiency yeah. and feeding the baby is kind of critical to, to, yep. to human survival. So, so it's a big deal. It's always a big deal to us. So, you, so humans are always worrying about the food, worrying about the baby. Is it getting enough? Is it eating too much? Is it overweight? Mm. Is it, you know, all those things that we think about. So you can just get, and, 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 and they realise you can just get pulled into it. Are there other areas? Because, as I say, it's interesting. That was the first example mm. you gave. But are there other kind of kind of very typical, very classic things that a baby of that sort of age, you know, yeah. sort of around the first birthday or whatever it might be, would start to do that you, you'd see in most of them? I, I th- well, I think that they, they just begin to well, they begin to have a bit of control over stuff. So they they can pick stuff up, walk around, mm. and then what's the, what, what I always th- what I always find fascinating with very small children is the way they just drop stuff. Yeah, and, and with us, we, we you know if we were going to drop something, we put it down, or if we were going to you know we, we we would think about doing it, but they literally have their attention diverted from something else, and it's as if that thing no longer exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just <laughs> so there is a trail of stuff around the house, but it's 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 generally pretty unconscious. But then of course that can go into a bit of behaviour because. It can become something that that that, that is a sort of behaviour because if they start doing it and they get a reaction, well then it's okay. Here's mm. a way I can get Daddy crawling around on his hands and his knees, sort of picking stuff up or whatever it might mm. be. So suddenly you can get into that sort of mindset. Yeah, we get we're in the um, throwing stuff. Yes. At velocity. Yes. <laughs> uh, now like car, like little matchbox type cars. Yeah. Just because they travel at speed. They go they nicely. Like that. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Sense the off, off the. Yeah. Off the temple yourself. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a, I've had yeah. a few thrown at me, and you just have to like control your own. Well, I think I try and control my own reaction to it as much as possible, so that I'm not giving an extra reason to do it. 
it's always that it's always that thing isn't it which is which is the way is the way I react to this situation going to make it more or less likely to happen next time that's mm. that's the boss, that's, that's always the, the question, that's for, the fundamental for, question for any for bit of yeah. children's mm. behavior and it's amazing how often you can get you can get hooked into whatever the children's behavior is trying to get you hooked into uh, and therefore you make it more likely to happen because because in effect the behavior has met its goal which is mm. to get a reaction of some sort from, from from the adults around the child and it's 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 really interesting but of course because it's complicated and because the relationships are complicated you can tell you can say to yourself well i'm not going to let that you know you think about it but you know one of the things in my book is all about making plans make mm. a plan if you know it's going to be a difficult time going to the supermarket with a toddler is a difficult time mm. going past the sweet trolley uh, or going past the sweet session is going to be difficult make mm. a plan but of course when it comes down to it the plan sometimes just goes out of the window it's very <laughs> yeah. easy to do that the best laid plans yeah, absolutely yeah. particularly with a man with my short temper this is this is part of my big problem yeah. and it's interesting that you talked about the idea of not getting the reaction mm. and there have been times where I've tried that where I think okay so I'll just ignore it mm. but then it escalates yeah. and then there's a part of me that thinks but he needs to know that's not okay yes, yes. so how do you then communicate that without you know you don't want I, I do not want to be the dad who's yelling at my child all yeah. the time by any means yeah. especially not in supermarkets <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah public places yeah. not yeah. good yeah um, but even at home you know just sitting in the front room I don't want to be I don't want to be barking at him and yelling at him yeah so how do you do that thing of not reacting and that, that again, I suppose, is the, is the balancing act, isn't it? You don't uh, yeah. want to react, but you want to communicate that it's not yeah. okay to do that. So yeah. how do you? And I think, I, I th well, I think one of the ways, uh, I think that one of the ways is is, is sort of selective attention, mm. so that if they're doing the thing, if they're doing, if they're doing the the wrong thing, the thing that's designed to provoke you, when they stop doing it, then you then you can focus in on that. But it's really hard to. This is counterintuitive. You know, when I ran my school, we spent a whole time, you know, training ourselves to do this because. You know, behaviour is designed to get our attention and to hook us in, and 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 to wait for it to stop and then to praise the kid or give out. Oh, well done! You're you know, whatever it might be. Uh, that's really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah. You know. I find myself doing this thing, which I know is wrong. Mm. Where I'm saying, well, if we keep doing that, that's going to go away, and we won't mm. get that toy out yes. anymore. Yeah. I do this thing where he's banging something yeah. and if he's gonna, if it's going to break I explain and say yeah. once it's broken it's not a toy it's rubbish yeah. so and I mm. use that phrase to, to so if he breaks something it's, it's going to go in the bin mm. and he won't you won't get to keep it anymore because yeah. you've broken it I don't know whether that's going to work I'm also very anxious I'm not saying to him you can't you can't stop mm. you know too much because you're making a set of you know, or, or if you do that, I'm going to do this because you're forcing yourself down a yeah. cult, you know, a particular mm. route. Yeah, I think I, th I think just noticing, I think just noticing when things are going well and just commenting. I not, you know, I think the sort of endless. Um, I mean, I talk a lot about praise in my book, but it's not it's not just kind of that constant praise for for nothing. Really. Mm. But it's just noticing when they're doing the right thing and just commenting on it. You know, you're, you know, you're sitting really well, playing really well, you know, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So you're not making a massive big deal out of it. But it's just that kind of little commentary, which just gives them that affirmation that means they don't necessarily have yeah. to go through all the I'm chucking stuff around or you know making or breaking stuff or banging or whatever. Right. But banging's fun. I mean, you know, <laughs> they got to do a bit of that. Yeah, I, I mean, do, yeah, yeah, I do it's kind of, I do kind of promote the banging sometimes you know? yeah. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Let's, let's have a good yeah. or a good yeah. splash in the bath or let's, yeah, you know yeah. all that you want to you want to get some levels like though, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. there's yeah. different levels but then the difficulty is I some I, I'll sometimes then sort of get irritated when it gets yeah. to a certain level and it's often my wife who says he's a baby he yes. doesn't know where the line is yes. so you yeah. do you, yeah. you, you've just arbitrarily decided that's the line you know yeah. that's something you can't but then you know yeah, then you know he, he, he 
he needs to know. Yeah, he ultimately yeah. needs to know. This yeah. is it. And actually, the line quite often is your tolerance, and th- and that's one of the other because they got to be social. You know, they got to live in. They got to yeah. live in a family. Yeah. yeah. And and the line is the tolerance levels of the people who live around you. That's that's the line that we and learn that changes, to cross. It? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you've had a good day, bad day. It, it, you yeah. Know, you're what you're prepared to put up with. And that's one of the most. In, and, and that's actually one of the most important social skills. So you know, whenever you're uh, uh, here's, okay, here's here's a, here's a really nice thing to remember. Whenever you're being completely inconsistent and and you think God, I'm a useless parent. This is hopeless. Actually, what you're doing is you're teaching children to learn that the world is an inconsistent and unpredictable place. So oh, actually, like you're doing an amazing and brilliant job. Oh, I like job. that. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Because yeah. there are there are days when I, I do yes. go home and I think to myself, yeah. I am being a terrible... Well, yeah, yeah. Most days I go home and think I'm being a terrible yeah. father for one yes. reason or another. Oh, yeah. um, but a lot of the time it is, I'm in a bad mood. I'm yes. aware. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's I, I, it's not rocket science, is it? Mm. I, there, are day, there are nights when I get home from work and he can be a nightmare to put to yeah. bed. He's a nightmare in the yeah. bath. He's a nightmare getting changed. Yeah. He's a nightmare putting to sleep. Yeah. And, my, and then I might kind of realise later in the evening, well, I've been in a terribly bad mood because mm. of a bad day at work. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. actually, on the flip side, sometimes I come home full of the joys of spring and yes. somehow the evening bedtime routine Just is a piece goes, of cake. Yeah, that you have enough time and yeah. it's serene yeah. and calm right. and everything goes well. But but on the other hand, sometimes you can be in a really good mood and come mm. back really calm and serene <laughs> and 15 minutes later, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's always a bit... But it is important that they need to... One of the things they learn to do and that constant eye contact that, mm. that very small children and making the and checking you and one of the things they're doing is they're learning they're learning to how to operate in that social mm. space they're learning to understand and, and read cues and it when i had when i ran the school we had, we, we had children who are on the autistic spectrum and one of the things they really struggle to do is kind of read those sorts of cues mm. from people and it's why they it's why actually they're quite high numbers of those sorts of kids end up in prison as well very sadly because they don't read those social cues so they get things yeah. wrong so what very small kids are doing is is weighing up those things and working out well is this the right time to ask dad uh, if I can borrow a fiver off him, uh, or is this probably a bad moment and I need to? And you know that social skill will will come out. And and you know with older teenagers, all the stuff they learnt when they were making eye contact in those early days is transformed to trying to borrow five pounds off it's, me, it's which they'll never pay back. <laughs> no, it's interesting you say that because I, it's only now that you've said that I'm mm. suddenly aware of something I I do quite regularly, which is I'm very aware of my facial expression. Yes. So if I'm trying to do yeah. that sort of positive reinforcement yeah. versus no, that's not okay. I'm always very aware of either making it very yeah. obvious that, uh, you know, big smile yeah. on my face or, you know, no, 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 yeah, frown, yeah. frown, frown. That's a good frown as well. <laughs> that is a very <laughs> good frown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame good. this yeah. is an audio media. We can get a photograph of it later. Yeah, yes. I do have a very good frown. Yeah. I do, yes, I do a very scary frown. Yeah. Um, so, it, uh, but I think it's not something that I've ever been conscious of, but now that you've mentioned that, I yeah. realise actually, yeah, that is because it yeah. just seems correct that you want to take it to those extremes so that he's aware yeah. that... And you do, you exaggerate, bad. you exaggerate everything, you, yeah. you're exaggerating everything with babies, you know, everything, everything you do, you kind of do bigger and slower and, and, mm-hmm. and not, or, or more frequently, like, like peekaboo 10,000 times oh, and, yes. and it's still fun the next time yes. uh, for them. Um, <laughs> and actually, it's quite fun for us because you yeah. get the, res- you know, you, you, yeah. you, you know, it is fun because you do get that response. You it's the easiest audience you'll ever have. Um, yeah, and and it's that critical thing ab- about and what what that's about is it's about taking, it's it's about the adult disappearing because of course when you're not there that it they, that it, because they don't have the theory of mind that's developed when you're not there they're not really conscious of you in the same way so it's about testing you going away and, and not being present mm-hmm. and coming back again and then feeling that split second of fear and then that split second of pleasure when you come back and of course what that means over time is that when when their parents are away or when, or when they're on their own they cope with that because they have the reassurance that someone's going to come back and, and 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 that's a critical thing about forming attachment with kids mm-hmm. and actually f- for the kids in my school because they had because they hadn't formed that attachment w- w- with their parents very often for whatever reason, it meant they couldn't cope with that sense of th- 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 that loss or, or, or with changes in routines. And there was one boy who used to, 
he used to arrive at he used to arrive at school, and he was slightly on the autistic spectrum. He'd arrive at school, and there would be the car park, and there would be about 25, 30 cars in the car park, and he would spot that someone's car wasn't there, and he'd say, "Why isn't Miss So and So in?" And you have to say, "It's okay. She's not well today, but she's going to be back tomorrow." Or you know, he's gone on a course, and he'll be he'll be fine tomorrow. That kind of thing. So so what what children are doing when they're playing those sorts of games is is they're preparing themselves and getting used to the idea that mm. adults won't always be there. But when they're not there, it's not the end of the world mm. because there's a reassuring presence that they built up. It's the, it's that the idea of being held in mind by an adult, which is critically important mm. for small children. That, that someone's thinking about me even when they're not there. And presumably, the fact that we are concerned about our children's behaviour mm. is a good thing yeah. because it means we're present and yeah. we're there and we're engaging with them and they are learning learned behaviour of yeah. watching us yeah. whereas if you're absent and you're not there or you don't care yeah. or you're, you're too busy doing whatever it is you're doing that's a bad thing because the child has yeah. hasn't got any of these they've mm. got the structures around them to help them make this, make decisions yeah they haven't got that they haven't got that containment that, mm. that thing that makes them, them feel safe I mean you know the, the, the book's called Divas and Dictators and actually they, they I mean we used to call one of my children uh, Mini D Mini Dictator because mm. it was his name because he went around telling everybody what to do but of course uh, and that's a great feeling for a bit when you're two years old but you know the idea that you've kind of you've made it in life age two and, mm. and, and, and the rest of it, it's a pretty scary place to be you're yeah. on top of a pinnacle they don't really want to be there what they really want to be is that Minnie D wants to be kind of gently helped to show that actually there are boundaries and yeah. bedtime is bedtime and you know meal times are meal times and we don't chuck our food all over the floor and those things are, are really helpful for them they don't you know, they don't consciously think that, and, yeah. and you know, they're not going to say to you, "Look, I'm I'm doing this dictator thing, but really, I want some containment here, Dad, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind." But you know, you know, deep down, that's what's going on. It's an interesting way to look at it because mm. I, I, I've, for, it's very difficult for me. I can picture every night when mm. Ben comes out of the bath, and mm. we're trying to get him into his sleep suit or whatever it might mm. be, and he's doing the arched back thing. You know, he yes. wants to be put down. Yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that he's going to be laid down on the bed yeah, to get yeah, dressed, yeah. he's just, so yeah. he arches his back to the point where you think he's going to hurt himself, yeah. and he's thrashing his head around and he's yeah. screaming. Really? Yeah. And you're thinking, this kid's a lunatic. Yeah. That this kid's a nutter, yeah. and it starts to concern me. But so it's, it's very difficult to kind of <laughs> resolve that as being part of yeah. him kind of actually wanting the restraint because he clearly doesn't. See, yeah. We, yeah. We, so Jackson's got. I appreciate he's older than Ben. So we've got pajamas, which has got like. Not characters on, but like you know, he's got bears, he's got sharks, he's got dinosaurs. So we talk to him about what's on. Yeah, yeah. Start the story process yeah. with like, so but you're gonna wear the bears tonight. What other bears do we know? And he's like, Pooh Bear. And what a Pooh Bear eat while we're doing it, and it yeah. sort of takes it it's off the. It's classic. The idea of, of yeah. what the process is going for to the point at which he's then starting to look forward to the Pooh Bear book mm. because he's associating the. The pajamas and stuff with oh, that. Oh, right, just give him Ben the give, the thing that seems to give him a comb or a toothbrush yes. or a hairbrush or something, and he yeah. starts brushing. Well, yeah, I was yeah. about to say brushing my hair. I'm polishing, yes. polishing my head. Yes. Yeah, with a comb, which is really comfortable. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but it, it, distraction presumably is distraction is just the classic. Distraction is, yeah. is it's, it's yeah, such a big deal with, with, with the really little ones. Actually, it just it makes such a difference. toys on the um, changing table. You know, just like a little rabbit or something, yeah. just to kind of take their attention away while you're going about yeah. whatever it is that you want to do as quickly as possible the world is the world is such an exciting place that, that you know for, for them that kind of any new experience yeah. is kind of exciting and a bit scary mm. and a bit you know interesting so uh, yeah that's really good though I like the bear one actually yeah. that's brilliant when we've got the yeah. and you know we talk about what noise is called snap snap yeah. so we talk about that yeah. uh, uh, and you know whatever else 
animals and characters got cars on and that kind of stuff. It, was just, it seems to work quite well. Yeah. One thing I was going to ask you is like, we talk about them learning behaviour from us, yeah. what they see. Now, nursery. Mm. Into nursery, yes. they go, yeah. surrounded by children who are coming from different backgrounds. Mm. Their parents have got different approaches to discipline and uh, if you, th- that's the right word or or, 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 or uh, behaviour and I'm sure some of the stuff that he starts to do is learnt behaviour from his peers so, some of it good so mm. he started to ask for a knife like a baby knife when he's having oh his, see sorry okay, when he's you. having <laughs> his dinner <laughs> worry for a minute, just then. to check yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, like a baby knife because <laughs> obviously some yeah, of them yeah. sat down having yeah. using knives yeah. he's trying to cut his toast in the morning oh, because good. he's seen yeah. he's not you know, he doesn't often sit with us and watch us do it. I think that's, but then, you know, perhaps some of the more physical, you know, behaviour might yeah. be not so welcome. Yeah. Yes. Learned from others. But, uh, yeah, and I think that, but, but actually, it's 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 healthy because then he's he's learned to socialise within the family. But then the next big challenge is you learn to socialise with people who who are not your family, mm. and of course, and and you learn to exist in different in a different <coughs> rule system. Mm. So families have got certain rules, certain ways to behave within a family that we all, you know have mm. to pretty much stick to mm. and then in other contexts the, the, the thing you have to learn as a kid is I can behave in a certain way here I can behave in a certain way with, with granny I won't get away with behaving in that mm-hmm. way or you know mm-hmm. the parents will go nuts if I do and when I'm in school I have to behave in a certain way as well and and, and especially early on they're, 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 they're socialising but also that, that that sense of the kind of freedom of, of having other kids around and not necessarily having adults micromanaging them you know that's really interesting and also a bit scary. Mm-hmm. So they, again, they're just feeling things out and, and, and testing the boundaries and trying to find out whether it's okay or not. So he brings some behaviour that he's learnt back from school and tests it out with you, because because they always test with their parents, mm. um, and and then he can work out whether it's okay or not, or whether it's and, and and so you're giving him that feedback constantly on that behaviour. So they're in this sort of loop where they, you, you try something new, you test it out on the parents. That's why the I mean that's why mm. particularly mothers actually really cop it. You know from 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 teenagers. Uh, because you, you, you want to test things out on the people you feel most safe with, most com- so the yeah. person you spend most time with, whether it's mum or dad, you test those things out with the person who you are most trusting of, who you think you can do anything to and they'll still be there for you the next day. So you can really push away someone who you know really, really loves you because you know they'll, they'll come back to mm. you. So that's where you test out those sorts well, of behaviours. Do you think that yeah. dynamic is present from very early on or is that more something, as you said, you use teenagers as an example of Yeah. That? Do you think that's from the beginning? Or oh, I think, I, I, think, I think coming back from school and... and, and I mean, partly it's just because it's fun. You know, rough and tumble is fun. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, uh, the more the better, actually, quite honestly, for kids. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where uh, where kids don't get enough of it, actually. I think and, that's and, true. I've been running around with Jackson yeah. on the floor and, you know, he's, like, you know, grabbing, yeah. pinching and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you've got to remember he's... I do think that's good for them before it's they go to really, bed. It's oh, really important. Yeah. They've got to learn... Completely. They've got to learn to be... I mean, you know as men particularly but as women as well you've got to learn to use your strength you've mm. got to know what your strength is and what's appropriate yeah. and those sorts of things and again actually one of the things with, with, with children on the autistic spectrum is, is they don't have a they don't have a concept of their own strength mm. and they, they haven't worked that out that, so actually they, they get into rough and tumble play and it, it goes really it can go really badly wrong because they don't they haven't they haven't had that experience uh, and I think also that, that you know there's a lot of talk about mental health amongst teenagers at the moment and, and, and some of the evidence we're mental health awareness yeah, week aren't we this week yeah, that's right we are indeed and, I, and, and some of the evidence seems to be saying that actually it's very prote- very overprotective parents who don't let their children mm. have rough and tumble have their space make mistakes uh, you know if, it's very interesting watching parents you go to a I mean your, your kids you're at the sort of beginning to go to playgrounds sort of age where you yeah, just kind of yeah, try that out so. 
And it's really interesting just listening to or watching other parents with their kids where some will be sort of, don't go there, and they'll be running sort of after their child, wherever the child does. But actually what you see with children is is they're quite good at looking after them. Once they get over the the very little toddler age, I mean, when they're very little, they'll walk into a, you know, they'll walk off a cliff or walk into (laughs) a pond or whatever. You have to be, you know, it's very, uh, it can be very anxious. But they get to a stage where they'll they'll only climb, but they'll only climb as far as as they feel safe. And if you've got a parent behind them ready to catch them, then they'll climb higher than they mm. feel safe. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. So, so actually parents who, who, are, mm. who have got the, the courage to sit back, actually, yeah. and, and, and let their children just explore. Yeah. We're, we're going through a, uh, a jumping stage at the moment. Yeah. So Jackson likes to do jumps, yeah. two-footed jumps, but he goes on to a step and goes, yeah. can do a two-footed jump, two yeah. steps. Two feet, big jump daddy yeah. but we've got patio and it's got like a retaining wall yeah. and he can walk up steps and walk along the retaining wall and I'm just he's got a big jump daddy yeah. and I said it's a big jump Jackson are you sure yeah. and he's he daddy catch yes. <laughs> he knows yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that good. it's yeah, too big yeah. a jump yeah. for him to make but he still wants yeah. to make that jump yeah. you're right what you say I mean I, I, I took um, Jackson when he was younger to these soft play stay and play areas, yeah. which basically someone's got a load of toys tip them out in a room yeah. and the kids just go around yeah. you know picking That's up stuff and, yeah. and you can see that what you describe as those parents who are very close control yeah. who are literally going around yeah. as they pick that don't pick that up don't pick that up oh careful don't do that you know and mm-hmm. I'm of a view mm. of stand back it's a safe environment because yeah. there's only yeah. a limit to what yeah. damage they can mm. do yeah. um, and it's important for him to work it out and also that kind of you know there's one of each toy and if another kid's got it you know I want to see that him to learn that reaction that share that give that yeah and and, and that thing where where they solve the problem without the parents jumping in Mm. and I think it one of one of the things I think maybe to do with that, that we have smaller families these days so, so if you've got a big family, actually, you, you're, you're not there to sort out. You're not there to sort out. Yeah. And your parents can't be there to sort out every squabble and every problem. So you just learn to do it. Yeah. You, you learn to, to work it out between you. Mm. And that's critically important because otherwise, if, 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 if the moment when your parents aren't there to solve your problems, uh, you don't know how to do it. You haven't you haven't mm. got anything mm. in the you haven't got anything in the locker that helps you to be able to do it. So that stuff I think is crucially important. Can I just go back yeah, to the rough and tumble yeah. and the idea of that? Because I'm very interested at mm. the point at which you would expect to see empathy introduced mm. into a child and how that would develop. And mm. I, I say that because Ben's 14 months old yes. and he's at the point where he now knows what ouch means but mm. he thinks it's hilarious. Yes. Yep. So, you know, like, he'll bash me in the head with, like, yeah. one of his little cups. Last night, yeah. I man, he really clapped me right on the mm. eyebrow. I thought he'd actually... Mm. I was like, oh, so yeah. Ben, that's that ouch, that's very sore, you know, yeah. ouch, that's really ouch. And he thinks it's hilarious. He cracks yeah. up laughing. My wife is terribly concerned. She's like, is he a psychopath or something? Because yes. he thinks hurting his mother is the funniest thing yes. in the world. Now, well, the answer to your question, is he a psychopath, is, is, is yes, because <laughs> all toddlers are, actually, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, what, what, what they're on is that journey to begin to develop empathy. But it comes at different levels, mm. and, and it comes over a, over a long period of time, actually, that... that you know, as, as teenagers, uh, actually, kids can often develop empathy, and, and then sometimes become less empathetic as as they become teenagers. You know, wh- where they suddenly appear to be incredibly insensitive uh, at times, and then that comes back. But it's a long journey to to, to become a you know socialised and empathetic mm. person. And toddlers will do it. So they'll be very kind about you know they can be very kind about some things and very sweet and very thoughtful. And they get lots of positive feedback, so they think, oh, that's good. And then they begin to understand mm. that you know that, that that if you treat people well, they'll treat they'll treat you the other they'll treat you well themselves. 
but but it takes a long time and 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 the first and foremost thing they're doing is you know what are my needs at the moment i need to get those met mm. um but over time that empathy begins to build up and one of the ways you learn empathy actually is being is being whacked back i'm not suggesting you whack your kid back <laughs> really? but, but actually <laughs> you know play, play, playing playing in the nursery it's when yeah, you exactly. when you push someone and they whack you back yeah. and you think you know what maybe pushing isn't such a great thing to do after all yeah and, and that, you know there's another reason there for parents not stepping in and trying to solve all their kids problems because yeah. because they learn to solve them themselves you um with your background as a teacher mm. will have a view on how helpful parents are to kids behavior mm. i've got having witnessed jackson's behavior at nursery yeah. and how he views the adults there yeah. versus how he views us yeah. there are certain nursery assistants mm. that when they speak he's like you know eyes wide yeah. open like stock still like a, you know obviously he's going to do exactly what they yeah. say they say yeah. Jackson we don't do that do we yeah. or no thank you very much I think is the, yeah. the phrase they use and he, he clearly is in slight awe and fear yeah. in a way that perhaps isn't with his parents yeah. do you think that's because we are being too relaxed with him or do you think that's what we go back to what you said it is this he feels more comfortable behave pushing the boundaries because he knows that he's yeah. going to be he's more, and actually would you and the question is would you, would you want your kid reacting at home with you in yeah. that way yeah and the answer is you, you, you probably wouldn't I mean it, it's it's quite nice when it happens it's you very know. old fashioned yeah it is it is oh yeah I mean and occasionally I once I remember I once we once staying with some people and I said to my children right can you just can you grab your stuff and go and get in the car please and they all did at the same time really quickly and the person the people looked at me and they were like how, how did you manage that and it was like well you know behaviour expert it's easy and actually it was just complete I don't know if something happened there was a, a planets were aligned in some way but I mean you, you know you t- I mean Richard was, was talking before about, about your mother and the fact mm. that she, you know, she was a teacher and, and, yeah. and kids had enormous respect for her and you saw a side of her in that context and there, and there is something about you know you've got to learn to behave and line up and you know all those things when I was when I used to be a teacher one of the things I'd always say to secondary school teachers and they hated this because it used to annoy them they found it patronising was if you want to learn about behaviour go and go to a nursery because there they're teaching kids how to behave mm. uh, they're showing kids how they want them to move around the place how to, mm. how, to, how to use your space how to treat other people how to share how to play together but also how to line up, how to tidy up at the end of the day. They're constantly, one of the things is, is, is teaching yeah. children how to behave. Yeah. And, 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 and in, in, in secondary schools where they say, oh, I don't, can't believe you're 14 and you don't know how to behave yet. Well, you know, teach them. Mm. But, but, but it, 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 you sort of assume it, it, should be, it should all be done and dusted by them, but of course it isn't. Do you think that, sorry, Steve, I was just going to say, do you think that in secondary schools, because this is something that's quite prevalent for me in my own personal mm. situation at the moment, that, that perhaps there's an element where there isn't a guide of how to show people how to behave. There is that expectation that, right, you should know how to behave, yeah. and so if you don't, yeah. here is the disciplinary process. Yes. And there seems to be an absolute focus on said disciplinary process, and yes. you're going to get detention for this, and a detention yeah. for that, and a detention for that, yeah. rather than saying, okay, well, why are you behaving like that? That yeah. doesn't seem to be a question that's asked very often in secondary schools. No, and, and I think, I mean, it, it's difficult, because you, you, you need to have a well-ordered school, and, mm. and kids need to feel contained and safe. But, but And it's always a really hard thing to explain, particularly in secondary schools, but you need to have a level of elasticity as well. You will have kids who arrive in a secondary school, some of them will be really bad readers. You won't expect them to start reading, uh, you know, mm. uh, Dickens on day one. You'll, 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 you'll teach them to get better mm. at it. And actually, one of, the, one of the things I used to do when I, when I, did, when I worked as a behaviour advisor was, was about talking to secondary and saying, look, 
you've got to think about teaching this child how to behave. This child hasn't learned some of the skills that other kids might have learned. Or maybe it just comes harder to this kid. Maybe they're a bit more, you know, uh, uh, um, overexcitable or whatever it might be. Back in nursery school, that's what they're doing all the time. And, and that's what parents are doing all the time, mm. actually, teaching children how to behave. Mm. But, but sometimes we just forget about it with, with older kids. Yeah, I'm sure within nursery there are kids, even at the uh, very young age that, mm. that Jackson is, who are easy for the nursery nurses yeah. consistence to, yeah. to deal with and ones that have present more challenging yeah. even at the age of two yeah. and three and we all we all remember I think when we were children there was probably a kid yeah, who wasn't there who was the one that yeah. your parents were like he's a handful that's the converse can we not have him for tea please yeah yeah, yeah, his parents are tired at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) but but, but what's critical as well is is that you know his parents you you spend a whole you you can kind of relentlessly try and unpick you know how did I mess that up and actually you've got to remember a huge amount of this is is temperamental The, the kids have a certain temperament you know uh, and they're born with a certain temperament, and actually, the influence of the, the, you know the influence of parents is, is not nearly as strong as we like. Mm. We'd like to think we're in control yeah. and we can change things, but actually, there's a whole bunch of stuff that isn't in our control. Mm. And just being there and being present and being reasonably good humoured—that's that, that's often all you can do. There's a book one of yeah. our previous guests plan, flagged to us called "Do Parents Matter?" Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I want to read that. Yeah, I get you off the hook completely. Yeah, sounds great. I think yeah. we all look in our lives for some sort of structure to it don't yes. we some yeah. sort of rules yeah. that we live as like yeah. we know when we go, we'll leave this office later and we'll go and get on the tube and we know that there is an etiquette Ooh. of who goes first when you yes. get onto the tube you're the first person there yeah. you're the first person onto the tube mm-hmm. and if that went yes. chaos would ensue yeah. and we also know we, you know the whole idea of queuing that kind of stuff uh, uh, and so that's in life we must all be looking yeah. for that kind of stuff and kids will be yeah. as well to a degree and, and they've got to learn to be, they've got to learn to be socialized so whatever their temperament is they've got to learn to be socialized i mean if they can't eat without making a complete mess of themselves well when they're very young know, but you know as they get older mm. then then they become an unattractive i like the idea that there is, that this is all sort of predetermined to an extent and i'm beginning Ooh. to see that because i think before i was a parent yeah i always had this idea that your role as a parent was to kind of you know, guide someone along the yeah. the, the way like I used to think. Pot. Yeah, like, like you're yeah. sculpt and mould. Yeah. And yeah. actually, increasingly now, as I get further into being a parent, I realise that your role is simply to just help this person, this little person, yeah. develop into the big person they're meant to be. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that's already predetermined, and you yeah. you just have to make them help them become the best version yeah. of, that they can be of themselves. And I think it stops that. I think it stops the you know that level of anxiety that parents can get, where, where you where you just feel, and, and and that's what gets parents into micromanaging is you know. I can just kind of mould this child, mm. in, you know, in every way. And if it's not quite perfect, I need to. And I think it's also this, you know, the idea of the perfect child that we have in our mind, and, and the reality of, of our own children, which is never quite, you know, doesn't quite match up. Mm. Yeah. And, and you read those, you, you read those sort of, those sort of books about what to expect with your child. And I remember reading that and saying, "Hang on a minute, he's fourteen, he's fourteen months old, and he can't pick up a raisin by himself. We've got a problem on our hands, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. whatever the criteria exactly. was." Yeah, yeah, well, there you are. Well, yeah. you, uh, exactly, yeah. and you can get into that thing. Yeah, it? there's a, there's a yeah. test, isn't there? Yeah, there's you all go those to the doctors. Yeah. Yeah. And they ask them, can they pick up a razor? Yes. Like that. And my wife was very keen that Jackson yeah. got 100%. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Almost yeah. the point like of like, yeah. Googling yeah. the yeah. test before yes. to, to, to train, train him. Yeah. 
We, had it, we it, actually yeah. had it. It's a worksheet we had. It was for, it was for Ben. Yeah, no, this was quite recent. Ben's yeah. um, one-year vi- health visitor. That's right, yeah. And, and there was actually a worksheet. We had yeah. to go through Score. these tasks. Yeah. And we're like, right, Ben. And we, So we're running around the living room with a, a little piece of string. Yeah. It's a little piece of string and like dragging it in front of Ben like he's a cat. You know, yes. can you grab it, son? Can you grab yes. it? You know, willing him to do it yeah. like it's actually going to matter, which yeah. of course yeah. it doesn't for, well, in any way, shape or form, really. And yeah. longer term, I guess, we know about teenagers that they'll be periods in our children's lives where we won't understand them but then they don't necessarily understand themselves and you hear stories about parents dads becoming super strict on their daughters when they're in their teenage and you know I don't think that's going to be a good idea you know because everything we know about wanting the more you try and stop something from happening the more you you rebel yeah but it's interesting what you say I think about the trust You've got to create a trusting atmosphere and where someone feels safe at home. So they've always got somewhere in their in their lives to go to as a safe haven. Safe haven. And, and so they can step outside it and take risks. Whatever's going on elsewhere yeah. in the world, yeah. they can always come. Yeah. And, and and that thing of being able to step outside and take a risk is, is a really critical thing. Mm-hmm. And, and if you overprotect your children at home uh, and, and you stop any harm coming to them, Actually, what you do is you mean harm will come to them later on because they wait. When you're not there to protect them, they won't know how to operate in the mm. world, and and, that, and that's where I think it, it, that maybe we're, we're getting some of the mental health difficulties where, where in par- parenting is so intense of children mm. that are, and, and, and and so close that, mm. that when children are out on their own, you need know, lots of stuff about mental health at universities where they're suddenly away from home and they haven't got the parents there to kind of micromanage their lives, mm. and I think we do in a way that we we do in a way that. Uh, our parents' generation didn't used to actually. I think we, mm. we, we for some reason, society has become more like that, where we spend more time kind of worrying and thinking about our children. Absolutely. I mean, if you think, you know, first time dads, yeah. can you imagine the, yeah. the idea of your dad yeah. or my dad yeah. sitting around the table having this conversation? Funnily enough, this like, is well, a conversation yeah. we were yeah. having in, in an episode we've, we've just recorded, yeah. um, talking about the generational difference yeah. and the fact that. That actually, as you say, like the the way that Steve and I are as, as fathers, as opposed to how our fathers yeah. were, it's very different. Not because necessarily we're different people, but or we're different types of people. It's more that the the environment's different, and the expectations are different, and yeah, the pressures are different. Yeah, and and you know, social media, mm. you know, how you interact with. Uh, other people often yeah. isn't on a face-to-face element yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, we we think probably that there's uh, you know I've had conversations through my job as a journalist with police officers who say about computer games the effects that those violent yeah. computer games have on violence because they don't see the f- actual human effect. Yeah, yeah. It, it becomes very normal, and I guess it's the same with emotional relationships yeah. with you know the likes of um, you, you know Tinder and stuff like that where yeah. everything's so disposable and it's it's, yeah. it's a, you know. E- you don't see the aftermath because it all happens on online. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we do put more pressure on ourselves. I think, and yeah. I, th- I think, I think what you're saying, Charlie, is really interesting in the sense that close parenting do, doesn't sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the the idea that we do actually, you do have to allow your child to go out into the world yeah. a little bit. I, I joke with my wife regularly about it, about how she's already in tears at the idea of him going to school. You know, yeah, like he's 14 months mm. old. And we, we we laugh and we joke about it, but the idea is that well, no, actually, we do need to try and push him forward. Yeah. You know, we keep him close and we offer him a safe environment, but we do need to try and push him forward. So it's okay, go on. And if you if you fall over and you hurt your knee or you bang your head, that's fine. That's and most life. of the time it'll be fine. And, and you get and, up and, and, we'll and you know, there are tragic accidents and that's awful. But uh, you know, the first time you let your child go to the shops on their own, or the first time oh, you let them cross the road, yeah. you know, those those things are those things. And you sit there and you have to make yourself not 
Well, you've yeah, done all those. Do of course, Steve and I, that's still yeah. to come. You've, yeah. you've done all those things. I can't, but it's a, I can't I, imagine doing I can it. Remember it. I can remember it so well, though, and just thinking, you know, I really want to go out there and hold his hand when he crosses the road, yeah. and I, you know, please don't run in front of a car, and I hope yeah. you know what you're doing. And, of course, when you're not there being neurotically following them around, they're much more sensible anyway, because <laughs> because they, they do have quite a well, you know, particularly when they get a bit older, they have quite a well-built sort of survival system. Yeah, we live on, quite, we live on quite a busy road, yeah. and uh, we worry about this, the road yeah. crossing thing. Yeah. But then I think, well... If he lived in the countryside where it's really quiet, far worse. Yeah. Far worse. Yeah. Bring him, that bring him to London yeah. then, and yeah. that—that's when you got yeah. a real problem. I mean, you, the one thing your kid will be is brilliant at crossing roads. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. no doubt at all. Yeah. You know, it's—it's it's, you come from, you're brought up in a rural little country lane, and you come to London. For the, I used to have a friend who used to come and stay from 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 the country. Eight years old, it was lethal. I saw my whole time dragging him back from walking in front of buses and, and stuff. It's funny, isn't it? Because you don't really, we don't really talk about that an awful lot because Steve and I are both, you know, we both live in London. Our children Ooh. are both. both all born in London and brought yeah. up in London and you, we do sometimes I think neglect the idea that there will be very different experiences of raising children yeah. in different parts of the country no no completely uh, yeah absolutely and it's interesting what, what you were saying about about, about social media and, and the whole computing is that one of the things they're gonna, that generate their generation is going to have to learn to do is about finding a way of, of, of filtering it all mm. and I don't think we've worked that I don't think we've worked that out our generation mm. yeah, it's all come very late to us and we've been kind of completely overexcited by it and I'm wondering how this will play out over time and whether they will actually learn to be able to filter stuff out and, and, and you know here we are with our phones kind of on the table and, yeah, and yeah. sort of look there they are I've got two phones I've got, actually. Yeah, I've got two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I've got two as well. So, well exactly. So yeah, we've yeah. Got, there, are, there are six telephones in the room, with yeah. three, you know, three men and six telephones and, yeah. and you know it, it just shows how, how and one of the beeps that we all kind of twitch and, yeah. and uh, we haven't learned to filter that out yet but yeah. I wonder whether the next generation will actually get better at that I don't know, but I, I predict there may be that, that they may surprise us. In fact, yeah. maybe not my kids' generation, but your kids' generation. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a rush to join Facebook like there was yeah. for our generation. No, people will be much more wary. I think. Yeah, I think there'll be different things. I think it will be like all media; it will start to splinter down, and it will be more smaller groups. Yeah, but I then again, so. and the, just to sort of take us back to the theme of, of this episode, it'll be interesting how that affects. The behaviour among children, yeah. and let's say how you know, let's say Jackson has when Jackson has kids in twenty, thirty years, whatever it might be, then hopefully you know how how will you know, what what will yeah. the landscape of, of parenting and, and kind of behaviour management look like then? They'll it? listen back to this podcast and we'll sound like a right bunch of dinosaurs. <laughs> no, this will, be, this will be the canon. This will be the this will be the moment when everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> I say that to myself every time we turn the microphone on. I'm not entirely sure it's happened yet. We shall see. On that note, I think we've we've probably come to the end of our time, Charlie. But thank you very That's, much indeed for you. coming it's in. Really interesting. Really interesting. Really interesting. Really interesting. Thank you very much. Kind of reassuring to know. That my son is not a. I mean, he is a bit of a lunatic, but yes. in the kind of a, you know adorable way it, rather it, than it, the it, clinical. He's way. a lunatic within very normal parameters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah an adorable lunatic yeah, rather than yes. a clinical lunatic. So exactly. that's good. Exactly. That's good. Well, I'll yeah. take that. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. So thanks again for coming on. Thanks Pleasure. everybody for listening. Um, Charlie's books are available Charlie's books. from Amazon. I think indeed, they, they are Divas and Dictators, Divas and Door Slammers, indeed. So one one for those of us with with young kids, another for those of you tired people with teenagers. So <laughs> um, uh, and be sure to have a read. Yep, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Please do tell other people about it. And uh, if you want to get in touch, we are first time dads at Trinity. No, we're, we're not. We're first time dads at reachplc.com. <laughs> Corporate mistake there. Uh, right, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. <laughs>